Who's a fat boy? Welcome to episode one of Podcast Fat Boy. We are finally on the podcast air. I don't know if that I don't know if you can say air for podcast because it's not it's not real air. It's you know after air. We're on the after air. Um, I'm on episode one. This is the beginning of the journey that I am taking, and I am joined here with my fitness trainer slash supervisor slash advisor, Alex Schwartz. Where did that come from? <laughs> you need to warm it. <laughs> wow. Alex, welcome to the show, man. I'm feeling pressured all of a sudden. You told me to relax. I was ready to kind of just, you know, take my pants off and have a nice, nice coffee. You know, and you put the music on and zipped up again. I thought that I would have a, a uh, when, I, when I think of you and an intro for you, it, there's definitely lightning in the background. Um, thunder gods. <laughs> so, well, you definitely got the right. That's good. And I um, wanted to cover both of your names: your English name, Alex, as well as your my my Russian affectionate name, Russian affectionate name, yeah. Sasha. Yeah, that's right. So that will be your theme for when you reoccur on the show. Excellent. Now, a little thing about Alex: Alex is a PhD candidate, and what for? Uh, nutritional sciences. Nutritional sciences and dealing with uh, weight loss and metabolism and yeah, I did. Uh, I did my master's in exercise physiology, so that was uh, that was pertaining to weight loss, metabolism, uh, the effect of what basically happens to your energy expenditure, metabolism when you lose weight. Um, and right now, my research is focused. Uh, my doctoral research for nutritional science is focused on hormonal regulation of appetite. Wow. Okay. So, do, did you find that? Um, what brought you into this study? Was it something you went through yourself or like, what was your main interest in getting into something as heavy as this? Uh, boredom. Okay. Uh, No, uh, (laughs) I'm not, uh, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. It it started interestingly enough with phys ed class and me wanting to take an extra credit in high school. And, uh, I started gaining a bit of interest in human physiology. So what, I mean, to abbreviate the story so you don't have like a five-hour podcast, Please. basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got into sort of, with my master's, I ended up touching on a lot of uh, gut hormone regulations and appetite. Mm-hmm. And because I have a background in sport and sport performance, um, I had a keen interest in uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So I've done a lot of lectures on, uh, on a lot of different performance-enhancing drugs, particularly anabolic steroids, because that's always the big sexy drug. And with the type of, with what I'm doing now, a question that hasn't been answered is really the effect of testosterone mm. um, on on food intake and appetite. And this the literature is quite scant on it, given that we automatically assume testosterone's implicated in eating more. You know, he's, he's a growing boy. He eats a lot. He's full of testosterone. But that yeah. doesn't seem to be the case. We're not sure what's actually happening. So my goal in the next few years is to actually find out. Huh. And I'll have some sort of story for you. Right. Well, let's talk about what my goal is and what this podcast is about. All right. Sorry. Why you're here? No, not no. Sorry. <laughs> we got to bring a little legitimacy to the show. I want to make sure I'm not just talking to some, some, some ponce. I'm also a personal trainer. 
Are you a, a licensed personal trainer? Yeah, yeah. You, you did the old can fit bro? I am, I'm fully certified. Man, that's that's what I need. I need yeah. uh, so that I make sure that anything I say you can refute and be like, uh, actually, that's that's not true. Yeah. We'll get to a part of the show later where I'll be interested in uh, uh, your opinion on some certain facts I'll bring up. Do I get sound effects when I do it? Um, so I'd like like buttons to like kind of. Do you want your own panel? Maybe maybe for the next episode I'll get my own panel so I can just throw in some random stuff. We could probably yeah I could hook up a computer for you and or I'll, just, or I'll just I'll just bring in a fart machine. I mean, yeah, that's easy. If you yeah. can just hold it up to the mic, that'd yeah. be great. I'm all about the lowest common denominator of humor. That's, that's... <laughs> um, so podcast fat boy, who am I? I'm Matt Duncan. I'm an actor and a comedian. Um. You'd probably know me best from the commercials, the pitchers between pitchers, as I say. Uh, I'm usually the guy that's a little too excited about fast food. I've done a bunch of fast food commercials. I'm always like way over the top with excitement, which is is totally fine if you're like that, because I'm aiming towards you guys. And I'm also showing that, you know, I think by being the clown in those commercials, um, I think it gets more people in to eat that food, unfortunately. <clears throat> but um, what this podcast is going to be about is me on my journey to lose a little bit of weight because I used to myself be a personal trainer. Uh, I started my 20s and I was in peak physical condition. I was about 160 pounds and I was eating better and my metabolism was like a roaring fire. And then the 20s happened. And then it, she slowed right down towards the end. And that's when I started to get more work, actually. Um, and it's not like I'm like morbidly obese or anything. I just started to get a little burly. And um, that is a type. That's a type in the biz that um, uh, more now than ever is actually getting more popular. If you look at people like Zach Galifianakis, um, as well as in the past with like people like John Candy and Chris Farley. Now, I'm not there. I'm not that kind of <laughs> fat comic. I'm somewhere in between, like the, 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 the average guy. And, and I think that's why like, it's like, oh, people can relate to this if he's in a commercial. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, terrify us or make us feel bad about ourselves. I'd give you a Channing Tatum and Zach Galifianakis type thing together. Is that so? Mix those two together. Yeah, maybe throw in a little Danny McBride. Eat a sub, and then sub. that's yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, anyways, like this is just my journey of getting back to my goal is to get around 180 pounds. I am 213 pounds right now. Uh, I've been back in the gym on my third week now. Um, from before that, a, a period of complete inactivity. Because one of the things when you are an actor, uh, most people need a day job. We all aren't, aren't making the big bucks. So my day job, I work from home. I walk about five feet to get to work, five feet to leave work. That's not a lot of activity in a day if you are just doing that. Is it an aggressive walk? Um, I do try to shake my hips a little bit, like do a speed walk, like recommend older ladies do when they're going around the block. <laughs> That's, I, I don't even do that. I don't even put any effort in. I practically just crawl or have my girlfriend drag me to the office. Are you 30 yet? Uh, no, but thanks. Okay. Sorry. Hey everybody. <laughs> Guess <laughs> what? 
Well, he's born. We're, we went to school together. That's something else we should talk about to uh, show our interest, background. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're in the last year of our 20s. And for me, it's like I want to just jump into my 30s and feel a lot better about my, my health style, lifestyle. Yeah. Will to live. Will to live. You know what I mean? So you don't have a myocardial infarction. Yeah, a mitio. That's, that's the one. Cardial. Yeah. That's how you'd be pronouncing it. Is that a heart a attack? Yes, it is. Oh, just a cute name for it. Let's just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really adorable. Um, now, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to do this because people that are more fit or leaner or whatever are, you know, are better than you. Because that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just like, this is like a personal journey for me. And if you want to take some stuff that we learn in this show and apply it to your own life, that's awesome. And it won't just be about fitness and stuff too. It'll, it'll be about uh, all different aspects of healthy living. You know, like, is that anything you ever think about as well as from fitness? Like, do you, are there certain things that you avoid, uh, say like with, you know, uh, cleaning products or anything like that? Certain things I avoid. I mean, right now it's I'm still kind of in the post comprehensive exam phase, so I'm I'm trying to avoid just sitting on my uh, my butt all the time. Mm -hmm. um, how much cussing am I allowed, by the way? It's alright. It'll be explicit. So okay, excellent. Yeah. Okay, so I you know um, basically I'm just uh, I'm trying to get back in the swing of, of things myself. But in terms of avoiding anything, it's uh, I really try and avoid just general fast foods. If I'm going to eat out and spend money on food and somebody else preparing it, I'm not gonna go somewhere where it's crap. I mean, fundamentally speaking, if I'm gonna get a burger, I'm gonna get a nice, delicious, big, greasy burger. I'm not gonna go to McDonald's. Sorry if, if they're a sponsor, but not really. They're not sponsored. Okay, excellent. But I'm a fan. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> so uh, if if you're going to eat out, my first, uh, my first recommendation would be not eating crap. And by crap, I don't just mean um, you know, food that's unhealthy. If you're going to eat unhealthy, at least make something satiating or something good, something prepared by someone who actually cares. I find that, especially living in a, in a city like Toronto, there's, as we talked before, there's so many different places out there that have such delicious food. And there's so much bad food that sometimes you eat something like, just like thinking of a, a falafel or shawarma. You mm -hmm. might think that, oh, I'm eating a falafel. It's vegetarian. Deep it's fried. got a bunch. It's got a, yeah. <laughs> it's deep fried vegetarian with the, the falafels, but then it's got tons of vegetables and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Now, is it, can you be eating too, too many vegetables, calorie-wise, I, I guess? I don't think in our society right now too many vegetables is a real <laughs> thing. Um... I think too many vegetables would actually constitute a normal serving of serving of vegetables for most people. Yeah. So I would never ever stray away from from recommending vegetables. If somebody is really happy eating a bunch of cucumbers, carrots, broccoli, um, food that's not I mean, and not like overcook it or cook it at all, and and get fiber in as well as all other wonderful nutrients that come with it. I'm mm -hmm. not I'm not going to say you're, you're eating too much vegetable. You're too many vegetables. You need to you need to calm down. A big thing for kids is that they don't like the taste of vegetables. They don't like to give it a try because we've, you know, we're, we have our pizza parties and mm -hmm. all our candy and pop and everything like that. Um, if putting some kind of cheese or something to cover the broccolis or anything, would you be more into them eating that 
instead of not having vegetables at all? Yeah, I, w- I would just say don't make it like craft singles cheese. At least give them some yeah. sort of good cheese that you can get uh, from even local farmers. There's lots of amazing cheese and just melt it over. It's a little more expensive, but the funny thing is if you spend more money on food that's expensive, you end up eating you know, less of it. So you end up with lower caloric intake. Mm. That's easier said than done for a lot of families who do are pressed for time or don't have a lot of money too, mm. which is a social problem altogether, which we could talk about all day. So... <laughs> Like, I just find that for me growing up as a kid, I guess, like, our parents didn't really know how to make vegetables taste good other than, like, putting it in a roast. But there's, like, so many things you can do now to make vegetables taste good. And, like, I didn't know what kale was. I don't think I knew what kale was until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. And that's, like, the the big leaf these days. The big leaf, the (laughs) kale chips and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, most of the time kale is usually baked or made in oil, so it's not exactly super healthy, the kale chips, for example. But if you use it as like, instead of romaine lettuce in a salad. My my big thing that I like doing if I'm recommending something to people is rather than having lettuce, if you watch me order any type of food or shawarma or whatever, I'll get all the vegetables but lettuce. Mm. Lettuce is just such a filler. It's it's not full of a ton of nutrients. I personally like to replace it with baby spinach, Mm -hmm. which just has has more more bang for the amount of what what you're getting. You're getting that leafy consistency that you want. Lots of iron and stuff, right? Because usually with like, just like romaine lettuce, it's practically just water, isn't it? You're not really getting anything from it. Exactly. Is it the same with like corn too? It's like you only get nutrients from the little. Well, corn's nice because at least uh, at least it gives you some gut motility, and you can uh, you can defecate a little more effectively. Mm. In, layman ter- <laughs> in layman terms, your your oh, shit isn't gonna hurt as much. So, <laughs> if you eat corn, yeah. Well, you know, corn corn in itself's not that bad. Yeah. It's just fibrous that passes right through you. But like uh, corn syrup, not good. Yeah. I... <laughs> High fructose corn syrup, you wouldn't recommend. No, I wouldn't. I mean, if you're if you're looking at products with ingredients, the more ingredients you have, the more you should probably stray away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a general rule I like to stick with, as well as if you can't pronounce the things that are in it, like yeah. uh, xanthan gum, which is used as a coagulant amongst other things in foods. Maybe don't maybe don't purchase things with that in it. Yeah, no. Yeah, stick with <laughs> stick with whole ingredients and and wonderful <laughs> items like that. Um, so to get onto my workout plan, um, I know we talked last week about me possibly getting into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Now CrossFit is, what's the best way to explain what CrossFit is? Basically, you're just, you're just doing a whole bunch of random things as hard as you can for, uh, as little, for a set amount of time for as little rest as you can. Sounds awful. Yeah, and, and it is. The thing that's at least nice about it is that it started pushing fitness in a direction, <clears throat> excuse me, in a direction where uh, hard work seems to pay off. So basically, adults are starting to see that if you bust your ass for a long enough period of time, you start seeing results. Whereas before, the big push was uh, if you go on a treadmill for a certain amount of time and just walk on it, you'll burn more fat uh, because there was a study that came out saying that you utilize more fat as fuel rather than carbohydrates at lower intensities of exercise. While that is true, um, that's on a relative scale. So you burn, let's say, 100 calories and 70% of that is fat. You know, 
people look at that and say, well, if I'm only burning 30% fat uh, of total amount of calories or energy used, then then that's less fat, but they don't look at the total amount of calories. So yeah. if you bust your ass for like, let's say 1000 calories and it's X amount of percentage that, uh, and it's less than that, but it's still gonna amount to a greater amount of fat burned. See, I find that this kind of fitness training, like if you're thinking about all the people that, like there's a high percentage of people that aren't doing any physical activity. Mm. So like for the general population, everybody doing CrossFit isn't going to happen. No, it's not. It no. is. And it is very difficult. And no. I, I completely agree with you. And I, I, there are CrossFit courses for beginners and whatnot. Um, I'm, and I know they teach the technique and lifting, um, but because of the amount of CrossFit gyms that have been opening up, I'm very hesitant to say that they're all technically proficient because they do teach things like the Olympic lifts yeah. uh, for high volumes, which I'm really against because it doesn't make sense to me why you do Olympic lifts for high volumes. Um, those lifts are specifically designed and you know created for maximal weight lifting. Yeah. So if you're looking at something like uh, doing like a clean and jerk for, for sorry, like, clean and jerk. Yes. You okay. got to explain what that is, man. Well, there's two exercises in <laughs> Olympic weightlifting, and uh, the com the comedian you might have to hold back for a second. Uh, so the first lift is a single lift where you lift it from the ground straight over your head without any moves. Pause in between. Okay. It's called a snatch. Yeah, there it is. Uh, then the second lift, which oh. is typically a heavier lift because you bring it to your shoulders, squat it up, and then in the second movement, jerk it over your head. is called the clean and jerk. Okay. Now, the first thing you're probably thinking of is like, Alex, hold on. Wait a minute. Normally, you jerk first and then clean, so that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> and then, yes, yes, get over it. Like, people say, well, you know, she's got a great snatch, or he's got a... It's really... Yeah. These, jo these jokes are, are dead to me. I've been in this world for a long yeah, time. I'm like, lot of yeah, grow up. Jerk, clean, and snatch jokes for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you've heard stop, them stop, stop trying to make light of the fact that you're really a misogynist. It's not really that oh. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so I mean, essentially, these are the kinds of lifts that in themselves are sports, right? Okay. So, a lot of CrossFit trainers, and I'm not, I, I don't want to, I don't want to generalize because there are some really good trainers that make sure techniques, the techniques proficient. But these are the kind of movements that I would, I would recommend avoiding for most CrossFit gyms, and they do them, and they do them for high volumes, and it's just kind of no point. Like you can do other things to to actually train those muscle groups without with decreasing the chance of injury in those cases. Mm -hmm. Um, aside from that, though, I mean, it really is a lot of high volume work doing stuff that people aren't used to in the gym, like flipping tires, yeah. uh, sledgehammers, ropes, all sorts of wacky things that basically just force you to put a load on your body and work your ass off. Hmm. Um, so with that in mind, I thought about it. Okay. And I decided that I'm not going to do that. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Um, what I, I am going to do, though, because I kind of want to show... And to see for myself if I can just work with a program mm -hmm. at my gym and have my increases in weights, change up a few exercises, and just so that it might seem a little bit more inviting to people. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, go do CrossFit. It's so fun and crazy. But like, I think a lot of people are like, they're just scared to go to the gym. They're scared of like. It becomes, it beca yeah, the cross some of the CrossFit uh, 
not all of them. Again, I don't want to generalize. Uh, there are people in CrossFit where it just becomes dogmatic, like anything in fitness. Yeah. It becomes a big deal, and, and all of a sudden people live by the sword. You know, they, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do the diet that we instill alongside CrossFit, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, whereas realistically it's not the case. Yeah. If uh, You can do that kind of training without going to a CrossFit gym. You can do it once a week to just complement your exercise, which mm-hmm. a lot of really good even powerlifting programs incorporate it for just kind of general act, active phases or general active activity so if i were to go to the gym and do um, uh about four days a week mm-hmm. at the gym uh split into two days a week doing arms and legs abs lower back one day and then the next day doing chest and back abs and doing cardio on that and just trying to increase everything in uh increments every week would i st- st- you think that i will see some some benefit. Yeah, well, of course, if you're going from kind of not doing much to that, yeah, you see some benefit lifting. Not moving a chair to moving. Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think I think you'll definitely see some benefit. I what I was saying to you before was I'd like you to focus on at least uh, primarily working the the lifts that are going to allow you to lift the most weight. So the mm-hmm. traditional powerlifting lifts, deadlifting, squatting, and benching. And then God, squats. Yeah. Yeah. Except <laughs> they burn a lot of calories and they get you stronger. So, and the important thing about building muscle mm-hmm. is that the more muscle you have, then you, you're constantly burning calories throughout the day, right? Yeah. You, you end up utilizing more, more, uh, more energy to, to basically supply the demand of that muscle. Yeah. Right. Um, like one thing that, uh, when I trained, uh, especially with women, they uh, didn't want to get bulky. Yeah. Now, can you explain why that might not be like it would take a lot of work and genetics, supplement? Genetics plays a huge part of it. Um, some women are apt to gain a little more muscle than, than other women, but for the most part, women lack the hormone testosterone yeah. or they lack a substantial amount of it. They do produce it yeah. uh, in the adrenal glands, which is interestingly enough. But um, basically, they don't have a hormone that allows them to build as much muscle. What I always like to tell my female clients is that I think that's super cool because what will end up happening is that you can get really strong because they still have adaptations of how their muscles work. So it's, it's sort of neuromuscular control where the muscles uh, and nerves are able to fire together more effectively and they can lift heavy amounts of weight but they're not going to get overly muscular yeah. because they don't they they lack the sort of genetic capability to 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 produce the hormones necessary to stimulate what's called hypertrophy right yeah so you can get stronger without getting really muscular your muscles will work more effectively and this happens a lot in women with men they they're more apt to gain more muscles some men you know they 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 can get a lot stronger without gaining much muscle other men can gain a lot of muscle without getting that much stronger it, yeah. it all depends on your training and genes too yeah that's true uh, especially like i have a friend uh, that's on the show next week mm-hmm. and he uh grew up very skinny very lean he's been working out like crazy and taking protein powders and everything else but he just like he'll never get huge or anything like that like it would take take yeah. our friend anabolic probably yeah. to <laughs> oh anabolic i don't think he wants to get huge at all but i think he just wants to so he's got the opposite problem yeah, yeah I, I look at an egg and i'll gain like five pounds like oh god <laughs> um so yeah that's um what we'll do is the next time you're on the show we'll check in um and see how it's going with me with this regimen i'm just trying to incorporate some of the things that i learned when i was training and stuff as well um for my ab workout you're gonna laugh at this 
but uh, a friend introduced me to this guy who I think he I think he's part of the P90X family. Like he, this is like a video from the early '90s, and it's an eight-minute ab workout. It's not Tony Twist, is it? I don't think it's no. to, I don't think his name is Tony Twist, but it's like a it's like a '90s workout video. Mm-hmm. It's eight minutes long, and it's it's got music that I feel like every time I listen to it, it's like it was scored by the guy who did the music for the game Pilot Wings for oh, okay. Super Nintendo. I was going to say Beverly Hills Cop, maybe. <laughs> no, but yeah, okay. it's just like really weird. Yeah. But it like, he does a lot of different movements. Mm-hmm. He attacks your obliques. He does your rectus abdominis, which everybody loves to get at. Yeah. Um, doesn't do a lot of static. So after that, I do uh, three sets of like, I started at 35 seconds of planks. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe why planks are so important to a certain muscle knee? abdominal region the transverse well the the, the planks the planks essentially just help you uh keep like the it's forcing your spinal column to stay in one position yeah and that's important with uh with the muscles surrounding your spinal column like all the stomach muscles you're mentioning yeah um funny enough again you're gonna hate me for this but Fine. uh yeah no uh <laughs> one of the best exercises for your core as yeah. they call it is uh squats, squats and deadlifts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Squats I mean, and what? Deadlift. Oh, deadlifts. Yeah, sorry, so that's like I take like a huge pile of weight and I lift my shoulders up? Yeah. Well, what you want to want to pick it up off the ground using your legs as well. Oh, your yeah. legs, your ass. But that's the deadlift, right? Yeah, like yeah, off the just, ground. You're just picking heavy weight up off And the doing this? You don't need to shrug it. Oh, yeah, that's just for the old traps. That's the old traps. This will work your traps because... The, All I do is pick up weight. Yeah. The function of your traps is to basically make sure your shoulders don't come out of your sockets. Um, Ooh, yeah, I don't want that. No, you won't. Uh, I'll just, need a rest day after yeah, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, maybe. <laughs> I mean, one to find your arm, and then two to reattach it. So, um, mm. no, they'll they'll work it more effectively just because rather than just loading your own body weight, you got to think about it. You're loading a heavy weight onto your body and making sure that your spinal column stays erect. So it really is working those those muscles. So you tighten that core. Yeah. And make sure you're not Keep like your leaning back over. Tight. Keep That's back right. tight. Yeah. Just pick them up. Wow. So that and and squats. Squats. I'm gonna get there with squats, but like Just try front squats too. They're uh, they're really. That's actually the, the other video that I'm watching. <laughs> he does eight minute abs. There's another great one called eight minute buns. And let me tell you something. If you do this, if you're someone who is not active and you do this eight minute buns, and I'm gonna post both these videos on my Twitter account, um, you won't be able to walk the next day. Mm-hmm. It hurts that much. And Assuming really, all do he's anything, doing is yeah. squats. He's yeah. doing squats and lunges is yeah. mainly everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know. I'd yeah. almost, I want to challenge you to do these videos for the next time, at least at least once or twice. I did 100 kettlebell swings yesterday in my okay, apartment with push-ups. <laughs> so I'm okay with so the volume gonna... thing. And I flipped trees. So, I mean, you know. Would you be up for that challenge, though? Could I get you to do these? I'll give you these videos and you'll do them? No. <laughs> You can do it when you're like eating breakfast. The, the time in my day is finite. <laughs> and I mean, as much as I love vomiting have... my breakfast <laughs> and enjoying my meal twice, once down, once up, it's not really, uh, I don't think it's in the cards for me. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> Where, why do you have these new <laughs> videos? A friend gave them to me years ago have and ever, I was have like, Have you ever hey, seen the Marky are... Mark uh, workout video? No. It's, uh, it's borderline sexual harassment. It's really <laughs> creepy, but kind of funny because oh. it's Marky Mark. So you can't be mad at Mark Wahlberg. But it's like a young, greased-up, shirtless Mark Wahlberg, not like not like, like depotted. When Mark he was Wahlberg. in Fear. Yeah, no, uh, before that. Before Fear. This was like Feel the Vibration. Because he was creepy. That was like the creepiest role he's he's done. 
to date. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I would, <laughs> I would say the other guys is also kind of crazy. No, I'm kidding. But uh, he actually did this workout video, and it's on YouTube. They actually have clips of it. A lot of the time, he'll like scream at it, he'll go pow out of nowhere. Just this quick clip of him doing that, and that's it. And then he's doing one where he's doing dips with. Uh, with a female who's also greased up and like barely wearing anything, but like nineties, nothing. You gotta find this. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay. um, and then uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, you feel that? Yeah, that's right, baby. Two more." She's like, "Oh yeah, baby, I feel that." And I'm feeling really dirty. I don't want to work. <laughs> I'm getting sweaty just from like the whole the tension. Yeah. There's so much sexual tension in it. So I feel like I'm getting a workout just watching it. <laughs> and then I have to jerk and clean. Oh god. You see how I brought that around? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> Working out is such a dirty thing, yeah. which will always wipe down your machines, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the germs. Or Adam Sandler, is, uh, is this a workout or uh, people having sex? Oh, yeah. Uh, again. Great album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's your all my gym uses album. Lysol with water as their sanitizer. Is that healthy? <laughs> um, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just kill it? Yeah, sure. We, we actually use a solvent that, uh, that we have to barely put in and dilute it with water, and they want us to use our bare hands with it. Ike. So I'd say Lysol is probably oh, yeah, near as bad. Sounds... Yeah. Um, so with your your research and stuff for your PhD, is there anything that you've come across in the last three years where it's been like kind of jaw dropping? Besides the fact that we know that how bad obesity is and whatnot. Something that's jaw dropping? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, there's nothing that should shock the hell out of you. If something really shocks you in nutritional research or seems totally just out there. It's probably because it might be. It's not. You, you, you need to think critically, and there are a lot of things in nutrition. Nothing in nutrition, I'd say, is so substantial or sh- or so like uh, game changing over the past, you know, how many years um, that it should be that it should be shocking. I mean, the advice is still the same, but I think the biggest problem is that people don't get the message, you know, mm-hmm. or they don't understand what's good and what's not. It's it's the little things. Hmm. Well, this brings us to the next segment of the show called Quick Facts. Nope. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you having a good time over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Welcome to Quick Facts, everybody. <laughs> That's F-A-X-C-T-S. If you're translating this, know how to spell it right. Uh, this is the part of the show where I'm just going to lay some facts on you. Just five. They're facts, or are they questionable? Facts? No, th- well, they're facts, and they're from... I tried to stay to um, legits, <laughs> legit okay. sources. Okay. Um, I, I'm not taking this from your, your grandma's Facebook page. Go on. So we're okay. going to talk about these, and, uh, and then uh, I'll say these first, and then we'll talk about them after. So don't... You're going to hiss, and you're going to sh- snout... Snout and shout. Can you explain to me what a snout might sound like? Just so It'd I know. It'd probably avoid it. be like <laughs> something like that. I've turned into an orc. Fact one. Okay. One quarter of Canadians aged two to seventeen are overweight or obese. Two. Approximately one in twenty Canadians has diabetes. The vast majority of Canadians with diabetes, about ninety percent, have type two diabetes. This type of diabetes can often be prevented through exercise, healthy eating, and maintaining a healthy body weight. Yeah, just moving around, basically. Pork rinds are a junk food that are good for you. Next. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that on there from the Health Canada website? Is that? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll get into what that one's about. Pork rinds are apparently not that bad. Um, 90% of Americans 
eat more sodium than is recommended for a healthy diet, which is about a teaspoon, right? 1,400 milligrams? Yeah, sure. So 90% are not eating that amount or under. And reducing the sodium Americans eat by 1,200 milligrams... That's almost by an entire day. Which is crazy because I think the recommendation they just moved up to 2,000 milligrams. That's, like, they just yeah. have to bump it up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they had to bump it up, but like 1,200 reduction means that they're taking it a lot. If they drop it 1,200, it would save the medical costs $20 billion a year. Mm. $20 billion. They just didn't eat so much salt. Anyways, this pork rind one I found was interesting. And the reason that I wanted to bring it up it was from Men's Health magazine. Ah, uh, the Journal of Men's Health. Very scientific. Yes. <laughs> How to get abs in six but... different ways and give her an orgasm in 30. <laughs> it was done by a PhD and a registered dietitian named Jeff Volick. Okay. Okay? So I'm putting... This guy's giving PhDs a bad name. <laughs> Is he? Maybe not. I mean, what are the constituents, or, or rather, what, what are... What makes up a pork rind? So okay, so pork rind is a, it's a puffy snack that is literally cut from pigskin. So right. it's pigskin and then it's deep fried, deep okay. fried pigskin. That's what okay. pork rinds are. Um, and this, he's saying that this isn't bad because in a one ounce serving, there are zero carbohydrates, seventeen grams of protein, and nine grams of fat. Right. That's nine times the protein and less fat than you'll find in a serving of carb packed potato chips. Right. Even better, 43% of pork rinds fat is unsaturated. And then there's another 13% that is stearic acid. Yeah. And that's a type of saturated fat that is considered harmless because it doesn't raise cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So he, that's his, his reasoning behind that. And then he tells you to eat, he gives you a brand name and says, J&J &J Critters Microwavable Pork Rinds. I wonder where that message, <laughs> uh, where that message came from. Brought to you by... So this... Like, what do you do when you see people that are like got this much knowledge in that, and they they got PhD and they're registered dietitians, and they're telling you that eh, pork rinds, you know, yeah, just keeping your serving. And what I, what I see is, is is something that I see quite frequently, and that um, with nutrition and a lot of sort of health and fitness information, um, people will take something small and blow it out of proportion. And this is this is like a common story in fitness and nutrition. So like the servings that he gave you were were chances are disproportionately small. Nobody eats that many that much pork rinds. When you grab pork rinds, you're committing to at least a bag. Like it is a commitment. <laughs> I've never it's, had pork rinds in my life. They're salty and delicious, right? You've I had mean, pork rinds yeah, before. Yeah, I've had pork rinds before. You like pork rinds? They're fine. It's is it salty. cheat day for you? No, it's not every every day is a cheat day, man. <laughs> um so the thing with uh, the thing with a lot of nutrition and information and fitness and whatnot is mm -hmm. that people will see things and little things that that aren't that big of a deal. Like they might see uh, a relationship of some sort, an association, mm -hmm. and they'll automatically like uh, like the number of the number of people that are obese. It has a direct correlation, let's say, with uh, with the amount of alligators in southern Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can find correlations with anything. People will look at that, and what will happen is they'll start to sensationalize and say, "Well, these alligators must be what's causing obesity. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> let's go kill them gators, right?" 
when in when in reality there's there's everything's like got so many other factors but like things like this where they'll say it's gone from you know it's not that bad because mm-hmm. it's probably not that bad to have that little amount of pork rinds if you're moving around you don't have an issue mm-hmm. uh, and you have it once in a while there's not really a huge issue with it he's breaking it down into all sorts of little things yeah those are healthy components mm-hmm. but chances are in a bag of pork rinds they're probably putting in preservatives and all sorts of other crap and but it's deep fried like yeah, it's <laughs> you can't say that I mean, the thing is, cholesterol's gotten a bad rap for a long time. We need cholesterol to produce things like testosterone, to produce mm-hmm. hormones, uh, to help produce, uh, to help with proper cellular function and phospholipid bilayers. We need all these things. These are components of foods that our bodies need. Our bodies need uh, saturated fats. They need uh, cholesterols. They need monounsaturated, polyunsaturated fats. They need carbohydrates. They need proteins. But the thing is, when you're trying to write a book or try and sell an article, um, or something like that, you need to spin it so that it goes from these are okay to you need to create a bad guy. So in the 80s, the bad guy was fat. It was cholesterol. Uh, A lot of this anti-fat cholesterol thing led to a lot of higher carbohydrate intake. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, the bad guy is carbohydrates, right? I'm waiting for protein to have its turn. It really shouldn't. (laughs) Um, but I'm waiting for protein to have its turn. And it's true. A lot of the carbohydrates that people ingest here are, are shit, basically. Yeah. But but realistically, carbs aren't bad. You need carbohydrates to function. One last fact that I forgot to end off this segment of quick facts. McDonald's delivers in at least 18 countries. This has been Quick Facts. Eighteen countries. That's pretty good. Can you imagine if they delivered here? McDonald's? Yeah. If- I don't I suspect it wouldn't be that successful in Toronto Core, but like in the suburban population, I think it'd be pretty big. In the suburban population, yeah, people sure. would be definitely they'd have like we'd have to have ship buckets next yeah. to the bed. <laughs> I'm wondering how much they pay the delivery people if they pay their employees so little. How, what do you tip a McDelivery is what they call it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like a chocolate. chocolate it's like because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see McDonald's on Just Eat. Okay. You probably will be. It wouldn't shock the hell out of me. <laughs> we are at the end of the episode here, and there's a part that we didn't really get into uh, regarding me as much, but I know it's important, and that is diet. If I'm going to be successful, I need to, there's some things I need to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to do it. Now, it's not goodbye, but maybe it's just a see you later or in a, on a cheat day or in small quantities. But in, in the, uh, the image that I have is the logo for Pac, Podcast Fat Boy. The foods that are all up there are foods that I love. I think that all of us love, um, but will hinder my progress. So I've picked a few that I'd like to say goodbye to right now. Okay. Boy. I didn't think this day would come. But I'll start with you, pizza. Wow, are you good. That's that's so sad. You were so delicious. And the little sauces, maybe a little bread before it too, to add with the bread you already have. You're just too much cheese. You're too much cholesterol. Way too many calories. And I'm not gonna eat a serving of you, Dr. Edgar. Chips. So many flavors. God, I'm gonna miss you. Especially ones that I can dip with hummus. Donuts. God, when I'm hungover, I'll eat a 
dozen Timbos. No problem. Jesus, this is so heart-wrenching. French fries. The Irish Twinkie. <laughs> so many different styles among you. Oh, and my uncle, Club Sandwich. Why are you so great? And I'm especially looking at you, Lakeview. But you're uh, you one of the best. I have to say goodbye for a bit. That's so painful. And last but not least, late night, McDonald's, at Dundas West Station. The end of a night of drinking. When I don't want to be sick because hangovers are too intense now at my age. I look to you, large fry, with snack wraps. And I think that because they're snack wraps, they're good for me. It's just a chicken finger wrapped in tortilla. But I ate six of them. So this isn't goodbye. But it is. You know, I'm, I'm getting a recurring theme here. Maybe I should just <laughs> stop drinking. <laughs> We're going to get... That's definitely going to be in a later episode. I like how that's, that's, that's still staying, though. No alcohol stays. Empty, yeah, no, yeah. Not, that is not in the list. You, you eat half of those, all, all of those things when you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. So maybe really you should the just stop the drinking. Problem. By the, the, the second or third time you're on the show, it'll just be an intervention. Seven calories <laughs> per gram. I don't care what yeah. you say. I, need I don't need your face. There's actually nobody here and the mics aren't even on. They actually, in that article I read about the pork rinds, one of the other ones was alcohol. Yeah, was you just skimmed me over that part. <laughs> yeah. Pork rinds, alcohol, uh, chocolate bars. It's like, just eat it, man. <laughs> Compromise. Uh, oh, he's a registered dietitian. I, I'm going to listen to him. Right. You're just a candidate right now, Alex. Right. <laughs> when you get to the end How of it. How dare I? I'm just scum. <laughs> oh, man. Th- there is one thing, if you want to uh, just quickly throw this at you. There's something. There's a guy uh, who writes a lot of nutrition articles. He is a doctor. He's done his candidacy and everything. Yeah. Uh, his name is John Berardi. Uh, he's, he runs his company out of Toronto here. Um, but he has something on the internet you can get for free. He has a lot of really good free articles. Uh, one of them is really simple. It's just, and he sort of ripped off, and he he admitted it. Uh, it's, it's you know how you have the seven rules for highly effective human beings and robots or something. Mm-hmm. He has one, uh, the seven habits of highly effective diet programs. Okay, and they're literally just one liner rules. If you start following them, whether you're trying to lose weight or gain weight, um, it doesn't matter. If you just stick with these with these seven rules, they're they'll they'll get you in the right right direction. So I'd recommend looking that up as well. And for anybody out there listening. Definitely. Um, it's it's a, it's a nice starting point. I always recommend it to my clients because it really kind of starts getting you on the right track. Uh, is there is there anything that you'd like to plug for your your personal training business or your like research that you need? Do you need little chubby kids to come in and no, um, <laughs> eat for you? Right now, I think I'm okay for participants. <laughs> I do need 40 subjects. So if you know any 9 to 18 year old boys that are interested in getting some gift certificates and nine to 18. Yeah. Do they have to have a weight problem? No, no, not anymore. Just anybody, anybody. Uh, it's, I have a limited number of people that can come in, but they get gift cards. I take their for Kelsey's. Uh, no, (laughs) for the mall. If they want to make that poor choice, they can do that on themselves. They can Um, go to the mall. Yeah. Upper Canada. Uh, not upper Canada. (laughs) Wow. No, uh, usually the Eaton center, Yorkdale or Fairview mall, I believe. Okay. Uh, aside from that, you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty busy, but I would like to eventually stem into trying to help people without being stuck in a lab all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe start by helping myself. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the end of the show. 
There it is. <laughs> now, Alex, I'd like to thank you for being on the show with me. Thanks for having me. Look forward to having you back on again. Me too. I feel like I need to yell over I know. Like it's that. like so intense. Yeah. I just... Bye, Sorry. guys. <laughs> Say bye, Alex. Bye, Alex.